Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. Before we get to the meat of the show, I want to give a shout out to you, our listeners, who keep us going every day. You know, real talk, since the pandemic, reading has become a real important part of my daily routine. And getting the chance to do this podcast and bring you new books, interesting authors, and interviews about books I never would have given a second glance has been an absolute joy. And it's only possible because of listeners like you who contribute to the show, which helps keep books and reading alive. If you want to join, please make a donation. You can head to donate.npr.org books. The Book of the Day podcast is a team effort. Me, Isabella, Megan, and the rest of the crew, and you. It's the end of the year, you know, the giving season, and your donation this season really means a lot to us. And it helps us get the word out about these books to listeners who aren't in a place to donate. So if you can, know it goes a long, long way. Again, the link is at donate.npr.org books. Really, truly, thank you. Okay, on to today's show. Applying to college is hard. You gotta get all your paperwork together and fill out all the forms and jump through all the hoops. And even when it's over, you still have a hard decision to make as to you know where to actually go. And because of a whole host of societal reasons, this process is significantly harder for black students. But there's some help. Timothy Fields and Shereem Herndon-Brown are two college admissions experts, and they just wrote a book called The Black Family's Guide to College Admissions, a conversation about education, parenting, and race. They talked to Here and Now's Peter O'Dowd about the tough choices black families have to make, the different aspects of college life they have to weigh when sending their kids to college. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts. From your car radio to your smart speaker, NPR meets you where you are in a lot of different ways. Now we're in your pocket. Download the NPR app today. Right now, high school seniors are getting ready to apply to college. They're meeting with their counselors. They're scanning college rankings and Reddit discussion boards, hoping to pick the right place to spend the next four years. But the college admissions process can be especially stressful for black families who often face unique challenges. Well, Timothy Fields and Shereen Herndon-Brown are trying to make the process just a little bit easier. They've written a new book called The Black Family's Guide to College Admissions. Tim is Senior Associate Dean of Admissions at Emory University, and Shereen is founder of Strategic Admissions Advice. Welcome to you both. Thanks so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, and Tim, I'm going to start with you. Why did you think it was so important in this moment to write a book for black families getting ready to send their kids to college? What we wanted to think about as we were writing this book is just this space and time that we're in in our country. I think the last couple of years, there's been, you know, several things, uh, what we call a racial awakening. And, you know, at the core of that is education. We just saw that there was a lack of information that was getting to black families, especially as it pertained to the college admission process. And then, you know, there's also kind of this idea of undermatching, whereas black students were going through college counseling, a lot of, uh, you know, the schools that were 
were being recommended weren't maybe up to the level of which they could get into. To your minds, what are the unique challenges that black students and black families face that others do not when they're trying to embark upon, you know, going to college, paying for college, that sort of thing? Shereen? I think it's multi, it's, it's multi-pronged. It's a shared responsibility. Parents, first and foremost, the challenge that they have is that sometimes they don't expose uh, their children to an, enough schools because they only go off what they know. And what they know is Barack Obama went to you know, uh, Columbia, but really Occidental. Michelle Obama went to Princeton, so I should apply to one of those schools. Or I need to apply where, where I went, my, my, my alma mater or you know, my girlfriend's school, without fully assessing what's appropriate for the kid. That's number one. That's the challenge because there's so many options out there. Secondly, yes, you know, the overwhelming majority of college counselors, guidance counselors are white women. Bless their hearts, they're well-intentioned, they're trying to be great educators, but are they aware of the options that black students have at HBCUs? Are they aware of how gender and race is considered in college admissions? Are they aware that sometimes schools that are further away from home than maybe a family would like would offer them a full scholarship? The challenge that the family has is because they're not getting good advice. So we're encouraging guidance counselors to get more information, read our book, get to understand and appreciate um, what black families want out of their educational process for their children. And I think that challenge in itself will slowly be minimized by that exposure and education of our um, college counselors. Shereen, let's talk about undermatching a little bit more. Um, uh, help me understand how it works in a practical sense. So a, a kid tells a, a college counselor, hey, I want to go to this nice, fancy private school. And the counselor w- might say something like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you should do that. You might be overshooting. That's a reach school that may be a little bit, you know, more uh, academic than expected or that you expect, I should say. And what's horrible, and Tim can speak to a specific example about this, is that these students, black students, are very, very capable. But when black students apply to the elite private universities, there's often either a suggestion that they're getting in if they do because of affirmative action, they needed a, to fill a quota per se, or when the application process even begins, it's almost as if your numbers don't aren't as strong enough. And that's not necessarily true. What educators don't know, they don't know. And Tim, why don't you give them the example that most recently that disturbed you? You know, Shereem and I, as we've been, you know, on this book tour, we've had a, a lot of conversations with a lot of different families. And, you know, there was one particular family in California, a young, you know, African-American man, has all A's, AP courses, and he scored, you know, 1470 on the SAT. And, you know, the college counselor told him that it wouldn't move the meter, that he shouldn't submit it because, you know, it's not a competitive score for the Ivy Leagues that he was looking for. And to me, it just baffles me because, you know, he's probably in one of the top 1% of black male test takers in the country. And for a counselor to tell him that his test does not matter, it just kind of speaks to, you know, not really understanding yeah. the, the scope of, you know, the admission process, what schools are looking for, and just kind of the intelligence that that young man has. There is a section in the book that lays out some key questions that black families should be asking right now. Tim, uh, to your mind, what is the number one question? I think the number one question is, uh, where are you placing your student as far as their schooling 
if you have the options, are they going to private? Are they going to independent? What are some of those trade-offs that are taking place? Uh, so, you know, if you do want to, you know, put your student in a quote-unquote better school, uh, that often means that they're one of the few blacks in the classroom. It's in a, in a predominantly mm. a white suburb or it's in a predominantly white independent school. And so, yes, you know, they could get a quote-unquote better education, uh, but what is their cultural experience? You know, what is their day-to-day experience? Are they, you know, safe? Is it going to be someplace that could really allow them to thrive in all aspects beyond just the academic portion. And there's also something worth pointing out here that's important. Tim, uh, you went to Morehouse, a historically black college in Atlanta. Shereem, you went to Wesleyan, a mostly white school in Connecticut. So let's talk about this because I think this is a really important point that you two are making here. How should families weigh whether their kids go to an HBCU or a mostly white school? Shereem? Sure. I think it's first and foremost always going to be a personal decision. Tim and I are not advocating for one over the other. What we're asking black families to do is consider both for a variety of reasons. The cultural dynamics and familial dynamics of an HBCU, I think it's important to know that blacks are not a monolith. We don't we all look the same. We don't think the same. We don't act the same. So there's at that age of 18 to 22, you should want to, I would think, I did, want to be around as many black people who have things in common with you, and that's the aspiration for higher education. And we are hoping that families will consider both HBCUs and predominantly white institutions because they have so many things to offer, but in different respects. We just saw the Biden administration uh, offer up a generous debt relief for people with student loans. Uh, I wonder how both of you have been processing that news and if you're now having different kinds of conversations with families about student debt, Tim. One of the things we're very clear on is that, you know, we don't think parents should be taking out plus loans to help their students in their education. That we think that, you know, the college education is a responsibility of the student, both in the classroom, but also financially. And, you know, I say loan isn't a bad four-letter word. Uh, And so Mm -hmm. if loans are done used in a responsible way, as students say, this is my dream school, and a loan potentially can help them go to that dream school, I see it as an investment in themselves. And so, yes, uh, you know, we do not want students, you know, taking on a lot of debt to go to schools. That's why cost should be one of the primary guiding factors of the college search process. Uh, but we also want to understand that, you know, co- college costs a lot. Uh, Shereem, can can you weigh in on this? Because one of the things I'm wondering here is, um, you know, we're telling people to be careful about student loans. Yes, that makes sense. But if part of the issue is that the kids from black families may not have equal access to information, how do they fully understand the decision that they're trying to make at the age of 18 or if a family's never gone through this before? And again, and and that's the that's where we really want parents to partner with their kids. Sometimes kids don't know what you know, they're filling out what they're agreeing to in terms of the loan borrowing situation. So we want parents to partner with their children in order to execute this process in an efficient um, and successful way. The cost of college is exorbitant. You should not be allowing a four-year education to ride with you into your 30s, 40s, 50s. And that's what's happening. That's just the reality. So we're really hoping that families will explore multiple options in schools and aid packages before they get their hearts set on one school. Yeah, you're both college admissions experts. I understand you're both parents as well. So uh, as parents, do you have uh, one piece of advice for families who are looking ahead at college and suddenly feeling pretty overwhelmed? Shereen? We have something in the book called our 
timeline for success. So the families that are overwhelmed can use that as a reference tool to see where they are exactly in the fall of the senior year, the, you know, the fall of the junior year, how you can be proactive. So in the book, I really want to kind of make sure people can refer to that as not just a guide to talk about HBCUs and PWIs, but no, a roadmap for students to be successful, to know what they're, to know what, identify where they're at and then what to do next. Mm-hmm. So the book is a great tool and a great reference to do that. Shereem Herndon-Brown is founder of Strategic Admissions Advice and Timothy Fields, Senior Associate Dean of Admissions at Emory University. Their new book is called The Black Family's Guide to College Admissions. Thank you very much for taking some time to speak with me. I appreciate it. Happy to do it. We appreciate your time as well. From the campaigns to the conventions, from now through Election Day and beyond, the NPR Politics Podcast has you covered. As Joe Biden and Donald Trump square off again, we bring you the latest news from the trail and dive deep into each candidate's goals for a second term. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast every weekday. With more and more information coming at you all day, every day, it can be hard to know where to focus. The new Consider This newsletter from NPR can be that focus. Every weekday afternoon, we take one of the day's biggest stories and break it down in a simple, skimmable format so you can get a better grasp of one important topic and what it means for you in a couple of minutes. Sign up for free at npr.org slash consider this newsletter. On the TED Radio Hour... In the middle school cafeteria, Ty Tashiro always sat with his equally nerdy buddies. The socially awkward kids who were the furthest thing from cool. And he often wondered, Why am I so socially awkward and what am I going to do about that? Now Ty is a psychologist and expert on awkwardness, and he has some answers. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR.